It's time to get informed and inspired. This is Saturday Morning Live, sponsored by Asset Advisors, LLC, and Linden Sheet Metal on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. Good morning. This is Rachel Novak standing in for Becky Taylor, who happens to be my mom, on Saturday Morning Live. I am here with my friend Greg Anderson, a previous LEO, as well as Decorated Special Forces man. And there's a couple things that we want to discuss today. We're pretty excited about it. Because the last two years, guys, while it's been really rough and really uncertain, it has really blessed us. Many LEOs, government, healthcare workers, have lost their jobs, have lost their livelihoods. But because of that, it has exposed a lot of government overreach. Many, so many people weren't focused on themselves at all before this time. They weren't focused on themselves physically. They weren't focused on themselves mentally, emotionally, or spiritually. And the last two years has opened up an opportunity for them to seek clarity on that stuff. And so many people were asleep at the freaking wheel. They were asleep at the wheel, moving through life without a ton of intent. And it's encouraged this journey of so many people, like yourself, Greg, to seek betterment, to seek personal excellence, to seek enrichment. My friend Greg here is one example of all of this in action. He lost his job in 2020 as a decorated LEO because he chose to speak about some of this government overreach. He focused his energy now into encouraging people, building his business, being intentional with his actions, and seeking personal excellence. Now, you've changed hundreds of lives. Hundreds of lives, Greg, over the last couple of years. It's been incredible to watch. Yeah, it's been a really fun journey. First of all, thank you for inviting me on today. This is going to be a fun show. But yeah, you know, when you're faced with uh, a predicament like I was as a law enforcement officer, I feel like you need to take your own personal beliefs, your own moral and ethical code, and you need to operate accordingly based off of that. And for me, the things that I was seeing, I felt were egregious, and I felt like we need to speak up and stand against those. And, you know, we've talked offline a lot about this, but for people that don't know me, you know, I was, I was in the military for military and, and government contracts for 10 years. I spent a lot of time in combat. I did 14 tours to Iraq and Afghanistan. And, you know, like the whole time we were doing those, that work, we were told it was for people's freedom, Operation Enduring Freedom, Operation Iraqi Freedom, where we're losing friends, we're using massive amounts of time and energy and resources, all for people's freedom. That's what was always pushed on us, right? And that was a decade of my life dedicated to people's freedom around the world. Then after I put that lifestyle behind me, you fast forward a little bit, I became a law enforcement officer. I was working in Seattle, and I started to see our own freedoms being compromised on our own soil, our own citizens having those freedoms that were pushed as such an important aspect of humanity by our government for so long, now being stripped from our own people. And that's really what motivated me to stand up and say, hey, what are we doing here? Because 
all the all the law enforcement officers that I worked with and different agencies and whatnot, we all shared the same perspective. In the lunchroom, the conversation was always the same. Why are cops doing this? Why are they arresting people for going to the park? Why are they arresting people for going surfing? This isn't congruent with our oath. This isn't congruent with the job title that we signed up to do. And even though everybody felt this way behind closed doors, nobody was willing to speak up and say it. And uh, the catalyst for me was when we saw there was uh, some young Hispanic ladies that were doing nails out of their basement. And uh, an agency sent undercover agents in to pretend like they wanted to get a manicure. And then they arrested them. And that was the straw that broke the camel's back for me. What are we doing? Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's when I spoke up and I made my video. It went super viral. And uh, it ultimately ended in my termination. But like you said in the intro, there's a lot of silver linings in that. And it ended up being a blessing in disguise for sure. Absolutely. So obviously you saw a lot of actions that our government was taking and condoning that were outside of the alignment of your values. 100%. And so when you made that video, I know that you were intentional about flipping your hat around and covering your badge, but what really was, you know, the catalyst, I guess, for that department, for that organization to say you're done? I'm sorry. Well, here's the interesting thing. My commander called me right after I posted it and he said, Greg, I watched your video. What a powerful message. We stand behind you 100%. We have your back. And I still have that message to this day. Then he called me back a couple hours later and goes, hey, Greg, uh, it was just brought to my attention. Your video has crested 400,000 views, and it's time to pull the plug on this thing. It's just getting too big. And it's like, well, if a good message is getting too big, what are you really concerned about? Um, I was later told that the governor's office was who said, we need to get that video down. Because I literally said in my video, as a law enforcement officer, we don't take directives from a governor or from a mayor, people that just randomly decide this is what I'm going to do. People need to understand a law enforcement officer's job is very precise, and we can only enforce laws and codes that have been legislated and that are on the books and that are legal for us to enforce. The things that we were seeing, there was no legislation. They were just saying, it's a state of emergency, so now you have to do this, and now you have to do that. Well, that's where the waters get muddy. And for me personally, you know, I I think all officers should be obligated to say, hey, if this doesn't feel right, then I should probably stand up and say something about it. Regardless of what side of the political spectrum you're on, wouldn't you want a cop that felt in their heart they were doing something morally and ethically wrong to speak up and have a, have a, a public problem with that? I think our citizens deserve that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So when that happened, you left. What was your first thought? Right? I mean, as, as an LEO, it's kind of like, you know, most LEOs, most people in healthcare, they're looking toward retirement and they're counting down the days and the years to retirement, right? That pension, that payoff. What was your first thought when you realized that this was going away and dissipating? Well, we could do a whole nother show on the culture inside of law enforcement because you're exactly right. I always say I think the the career of law enforcement should be a 10-year job because every cop that I know that has done over 10 years is burnt out, they're disgruntled, and they're literally counting the years until retirement. And you hear it often in the lunchroom. I got 12 years left, and then I'm buying an RV, and then me and my wife are going to do this. And it's like... You're literally accepting a loss of a decade of your life just so you can pursue a goal 
10, 12 years down the road. And so I've always thought that that culture was kind of backwards. And, uh, you know, when I was presented with, with the option of take the video down and keep your job, or if you keep the video up, we're going to fire you for insubordination because we asked you to take it down and you said no. And that's where they got me, right? Mm-hmm. But the conversation between me and my wife was this. Hey, listen, if they want me to behave in a way that is not congruent with my heart and my ethics and my morals, then there's no discussion to be had. This, this department is no longer in alignment with me. Yeah. How can I continue to give this department my, my life energy and wake up? And, and patrol is dangerous by the nature of the job. How can I go and risk my safety and, and put my, myself on the line day in and day out for a department that is completely out of alignment with my morals? So it, to tell you the truth, while it was kind of intimidating and kind of uncertain stepping away from that, there was never any, oh, what am I going to do, you know? I knew what I had to do. The other side of it is, in my video, I literally said, if we, I said in the video that if, if, we, if we lose our jobs for standing up for our citizens, that we need to understand that their rights and their constitutional liberties, they come before our paycheck, and so if standing up for that puts you in a position where you may pay t- potentially lose that, it doesn't matter. We still have to do that. Absolutely. We're obligated to do that. Absolutely. All right. We're going to take a break real quick. Uh, we will be right back to finish this story. This is Dick Donahue with Asset Advisors, and for over 12 years, we have been bringing you Wealth Wake Up every Saturday and Sunday. Saturday, we focus on investment management, retirement, tax planning topics, and some of the political influences on your planning for the future. And on Sunday, we focus on the latest economic updates for the United States and globally. During these challenging political and economic times, we try to provide you the latest information to assist you in your decision-making. Call us at 360-733-1200. Go to our website at Wealth Wake up.com and join us live at 11 a.m. on Saturdays or 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings here on KGMI. The opinions voiced on Wealth Wake Up with Dick Donahue are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial, or tax advisor prior to investing. Guests on Wealth Wake Up are not affiliated with CWM LLC. Greetings, neighbor. Howdy ho, Bruce. How you doing? Great. How about you? Looks like you're making progress on your remodel. Oh, we are. Right now, Linden Sheet Metal's working on our plumbing. Then they'll be here to do the heating and electrical as well. Electrical? I knew they did heating and plumbing, but it's great to know they also do electrical. Oh, that and a whole bunch more. They're installing our gas fireplace, our whole house generator, and they're doing custom handrails for the stairs and deck. Seems like Linden Sheet Metal has you covered. Oh, they sure do. Their pricing was good, and I must say their workers have been so professional. They really know their stuff. Great. They'll be my first call when we start our remodel next year. If you are in need of service, repair, or replacement of your heating, plumbing, or electrical systems, Linden Sheet Metal has you covered, whether it's residential or a commercial project. Call today. Linden Sheet Metal, on the corner of Guide and Main behind John Deere, serving the Northwest for over 80 years. The opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group. Welcome 
back and good morning to Saturday Morning Live. This is Rachel Novak from the Novak team. And I'm here filling in for my mom, Becky Taylor, with my buddy, Greg Anderson. We are walking through what it looks like a post-pandemic world. What, how things have changed, how our psyches have changed, how our, our search for personal enrichment and personal excellence has changed. Because guys, we as a nation, we the people, we now get to decide how we look back over the last couple of years. And I think there's not just a divide, and we were talking about this earlier, Greg and I, it's not just a divide that between classes that is getting bigger, it's not just a divide in riches that is getting bigger, but it is a divide in personal standards, personal excellence standards. And we get to choose whether we want to be victims of the last two years and use it as a, as a crutch and use all the excuses that we can for all the things that happened to us, all the mandates that happened to us. But my friend Greg lost his job because of this, because of government overreach. I know friends who lost their positions because of mandates. I know people who got blacklisted on airlines because they wouldn't put a mask on their face. They have now been awakened from the cruise control that they were on in their lives. And they're now taking control of their lives. So how do we move forward? How do we adopt this victor mentality? How do we put into practice the habits that promote personal growth? My friend Greg, I have watched him go from LEO, and I don't want to say order taker, but... But that's the truth. But order taker. Yeah. Not calling the own, your own shots in your own life. Right. To somebody who has taken the wheel and has begun living with intent. So walk us through, you left the port, you moved forward, you told your wife, hey, look, I'm not going to stay somewhere that's out of alignment with my values. It's important to me. I need, I have, you have three beautiful daughters you need to set an example for what that looks like. So on the side for years, you had this gym. Yes. You had this jujitsu gym. Well, and before we go into the gym, I think it's important to, to touch on what you just said. Because when I was told that I was going to be terminated, a lot of people inside my profession, my coworkers, they said, Greg, what are you doing? You have three daughters. And I said, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm doing this. What's more important, to show your children that you bend your morals if someone pays you enough money or that you stand behind what you believe and you use this as an opportunity to figure out how to move forward? And I had my jiu-jitsu academy. I'm a jiu-jitsu black belt. And I've had, I opened my academy in 2015 and it was something I just did on the side. It was never for a financial gain. It was more of just kind of my outlet and to build a little, a little circle of like-minded people and get good training in. And at that moment, like you said, what, you know, was it scary losing my job? I don't want to say it was scary. You know, like I did a bunch of deployments to Ramadi in the height of the war. Like I know what conflict and violence feels like and Having to go figure out a new path in life, it's not that intimidating. And people tell themselves this lie, especially police officers. Cops reach out to me all the time and they say, man, I'd love to do what you did, but I just don't have any skills. Mm -hmm. Well, if your brain functions properly, you can either adapt or learn new skills or, I mean, you can go become a real estate agent, right? Like you can take whatever path you want in this world. And what we did is we said, okay, this, this door is now closed, so we need to open a new one. And what's that going to look like? We already had the Jiu-Jitsu Academy, you know, and we didn't have enough members to even come close to sustaining life. 
So what did we have to do? We had to grow it. We had to nurture it. We had to put the right energy into it. I had to build more programs. We built a kids program, which I didn't offer before. Uh, I expanded the hours. I and the, the most important thing that I did is I increased my presence there. I was just going to say, what I'm hearing through this is intent. Yes. What I'm hearing through this is you recognized that one of the ways that you can make a difference, because that's what you were doing before, right? You were fighting for people's freedom. Mm-hmm. That's what you were told. That's what you were doing. That was your intent. Your intent as an LEO was to protect people, protect the communities. And when you recognize that that was no longer the intent of the people that you were working for, you changed that. You pivoted flawlessly in a lot of ways, at least on the outside, mm-hmm. right? Into, okay, I'm going to pour into this next generation. I'm going to get kids involved in this. Yes. I'm going to pour into people. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get people on board with changing their life physically and emotionally and mentally. Yeah. And I tell people this all the time, and I'm always careful to preface it with, I'm not boasting. I'm not trying to say, oh, look at me. But over 2020, after putting a bunch of energy into our gym, we grew by 600%. Say that again. Yeah, 600%. As you know, we're we're expanding by 3,000 square feet yep. as we speak. The contractors are out there working at this moment. Mm-hmm. And uh, the reason that I say that is because it's important for people to know if you have to pivot in life, don't let that – don't tell yourself a story that now I'm going to potentially fail and it's I'm going to struggle and it's going to be hard. All that stuff may or may not be true. But on the other side of that is your own personal freedom. I wouldn't change a thing. If I could, and not only because myself and my family now are, are, I'm my own boss. I work for me. I call the shots and as, as rewarding and enriching as that is, you know, what's the most rewarding aspect of what's happened over the last couple of years is that I have built an army of children in my community that are being taught so many lessons in life that society is neglecting to teach these days. And your kids are part of my team, and, and you see exactly the lessons and the, the, the struggles that those kids go through, and they learn about adversity. They learn about winning. They learn about losing. They learn about struggle. They learn about, and I talk to them about nutrition. I talk to them about hydration. There's so many different aspects that you have to balance on the mats to be successful that if your jiu-jitsu is only – if you only dedicate that hour of the day that you're there to jiu-jitsu, you're going to fail because you need to show up and you need to be ready to train. And watching all of these young people grow over the last 24 months has literally been the most rewarding phase I've ever experienced in my entire life. So amazing. Yeah, so none, amazing. Of the, none of the the highs and lows of war or the, the stuff that I saw as a police officer – like. Sure, they all have their mom- their teachable moments, and I've taken a lot of experiences away from those those moments. But in its foundation, what is better than building up the youth in your own community? And I'm, I'm finding there's nothing better. 100%. I mean, so a lot of us during the pandemic, before the pandemic, were on cruise control, like I've said, right? We were, we were going through life without a ton of intent, without a lot of focus. And some of us have had to pivot like you. Some of us have had to change the way we do things, the way we look at things, uh, change habits, change uh, routines, right? And at what point, because when we're in a survival situation, which for a lot of us it was, right? 2020, 21, you're on survival mode. You're just putting one foot in front of the other. You're just waking up every day and trying to figure out and navigate. And all these business owners are trying to navigate what new mandate and rule and law and what PPE do we have to have available today for our clients coming in? And when can we open again? And when do we need to close? 
right? We watched restaurants and salons and chiropractic offices go, I don't even know if I can be open. But the point of this country is freedom. We yeah. have the freedom to run a business. So at what point when you had to pivot and you had to turn all your attention here because that's what you had as a lifeline left, did you realize that personal enrichment and personal empowerment and personal excellence was the actual way to get through on top? Well, you know, as everything started to come down the pipe, we realized I need to put all of my eggs in this basket. We really need to focus on the gym. And then what happened? We were told, you got to close your gym too. And just like everybody else, we closed down for a couple weeks because we thought the bubonic plague was coming. And once we realized, you know what, this doesn't, something feels off. We're going to open our doors. We're going to publicly stand against the mandates and we're going to offer people health and fitness and camaraderie and community. And we're going to stand against the government while we do that. And if that's something that is a, is a problem for the local or the state level government, well, then we'll see where this fight goes. And that's when everything started to come to life for us. I love that. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to expand on that personal excellence and where things expanded from there for you when we get back. Ready to put some skin in the game? The only sports book north of Snohomish County is now open at Silver Reef Casino Resort. Get in the game with baseball, football, basketball, hockey, and your other favorite sports. Visit Portage Bay Sportsbook and Bar and place your bets today. Sportsbook open daily at 9 a.m. Betting kiosks open 24-7. Silver Reef Casino Resort, located off I-5, exit 260. We've got that. What does your dream getaway have? Luxury hotel rooms, elegant suites, and relaxing spa? We've got that. World-class Wine Spectator Award-winning Steakhouse? We've got that. Washington's premier golf destination? We've got that. How about the newest slots, table games, and exciting promotions? Oh, yeah, we've got those, too. Visit Silver Reef Casino Resort and hit the getaway jackpot. Silver Reef Casino Resort, located off I-5, exit 260. We've got that. Hi, this is Scott from Northwest Sleep Solutions in Fairhaven. As we wind down yet another glorious Northwest summer, it's time again to turn our focus inside. Whether you're a college student needing a last-minute mattress for school or somebody looking to spruce up your guest room for the upcoming holidays, or maybe you're just somebody who wants to improve your own sleep, we've got you covered. Choose from over 35 models from manufacturers like Tempur-Pedic, Simmons Beautyrest, 45th Street Natural Latex, Sutherland Sleep, and our own Northwest Sleep eco-friendly line designed right here in Bellingham. All at the best guaranteed prices in the area. Plus, we still offer free delivery, setup, and removal of your old mattress, all at no additional charge. And remember, we also have free signed parking for our customers right behind our building. So come see us at Northwest Sleep Solutions on the corner of 10th and McKenzie in Fairhaven. You do amazing things every day. And we're not just talking about your pregnancy. You do it all. So why risk letting COVID-19 stop you? COVID-19 vaccines are especially important during pregnancy. Take control of your health so you can keep showing up for the ones you love. Get the COVID-19 vaccine to protect yourself and your pregnancy. It's safe, proven, effective. You could say it's pretty amazing, just like you. Message brought to you by the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists. Visit ACOG.org slash COVID vaccine to learn more. 
The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. A properly operating furnace will guarantee that you stay comfortable as the seasons change. Contact West Mechanical Heating, Air Conditioning, and Electric for a system inspection today at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. CBS News Brief. A half million Canadians are now in the dark from Hurricane Fiona. John Lohr is Nova Scotia's Minister of Municipal Affairs and Housing. All of our municipalities would have emergency measure response plans. So there's an activation of that. There's been an emergency alert issued for our people. We're getting the message out to Nova Scotians what they need to do. The Weather Channel's Kelly Cass tells us Tropical Storm Ian has formed in the Caribbean, could strengthen into a hurricane and hit Florida. Just about all of Florida is in that forecast cone. Now, remember, the forecast cone is the prediction for the center of the storm. And, of course, preparation should be done now because we do think this storm will start to impact places like the Keys as we head towards Monday. More evidence of human rights violations in Ukraine. More bodies have been discovered in an eastern town. CBS's Kemi McCormick. Their claims come on the same day U.N. investigators said they've uncovered war crimes on a massive scale in Ukraine. CBS News Brief. I'm Stacey Lynn. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Live. This is Rachel Novak from the Novak team out of Everett. I am standing in for Becky Taylor, who happens to be my mom. And I am here with my friend Greg Anderson. We are going through his story about what it was like walking through the pandemic, losing his position as an LEO, pivoting his intent, pivoting his his focus to enriching the lives of kids, of adults, of showing what's possible and giving opportunity and a platform to a significant amount of people and growing your gym. What did you say? 600%. 600%. In that time. Yep. Absolutely incredible, Greg. I want to move into what, at what point you started seeing that your personal excellent, excellence your leadership, your mindset and emotional intelligence, your EQ was the key to the growth and con- continuing on in this path that you had set out on. Well, like like we were saying before the break, I ended up being told we needed to shut down and I publicly stood against that. And I didn't know where that was going to go. I didn't know if that would lead to police officers raiding my gym or what would happen. But what I knew is this is how I feed my kids. And it's non-negotiable at this point. And if they need to drag me out of there in handcuffs and make a spectacle of me, so be it. I'm willing to risk that. And it made me realize, just like my shirt says, no one is coming to save you, right? I realize right now I need to stand on my own two feet if I want to succeed for myself and my family. I need to put the work in. I need to figure out the methods that I need to implement to enrich people's lives through jujitsu, which happens to be my like a skill set that I've built over the course of 20 years. And what I found was other people started to feel that vibe and that energy. And they saw that, hey, this guy isn't just falling in line with what he's being told to do. He's actually standing up. He's speaking his mind. I started a podcast talking about all this stuff. And it started to attract people because the message was resonating. Hey, I'm responsible for me. Yeah. I rely on me. I need to get my fitness in order. I need to get my health in order. 
And I think a lot of people neglected that for a long time. And again, like we talked about the silver linings in this, a spotlight started to be shined on things like that. And people can go one of two directions. They can just continuously hide and live in fear, or they can say, you know what? This is probably an opportunity for me to take charge of my life. And what I ended up finding out is, man, taking charge of your life really makes all the pieces start to come together. And I didn't even know that I could have the type of financial success, spiritual success. Uh, My marriage got better. My relationship with my children got better. Like my life started to improve once I started coming to the conclusion that I'm in charge of my destiny. I'm in charge of what happens or doesn't happen. And then it started to become clear. We all hold that power. Absolutely. And when you can, when you teach that and you show that and people feel that, man, when we start to become great collectively, that's when we win as a society. 100%. And you know what? That I think that that touches on a point of, you know, as a society, as humans coming into this earth, it is our social and moral obligation to maximize our own personal potential because without everyone striving to be personally excellent in every way that they possibly can, which is different for everybody, how can we truly live in a free society? Yeah. And I mean, and it, how far down the conspiratorial rabbit hole do you want to go, right? <laughs> but if you look at what the government suggests we eat, how what they what they you know the 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 way they structure the workday, the way that the the public schools are educating our children. Yeah. If you take a step back, and this isn't like detach emotionally and just look at the facts of what we're being taught from the time we're little kids, you start to realize. Man, I think I think society puts us on a trajectory to just be a worker bee and do what we're told and be a good little boy. And when you break that mold, you really feel how empowering it becomes rapidly. And I think that it's important for people to realize at some point in your life, you need to realize you are responsible for you. And once you do that, you'll start to gain a massive amount of power. I believe that the society likes us to be fat, sick, weak, compliant, because what those things do is it makes us easy to control. And as long as you have a a workforce of people that are waking up and doing what they're told and making everything run smoothly, then it's easy to control people. And if you want us to be fat, sick, weak, I say we be the opposite of that. We should be strong. We should be intelligent. We should be resilient. We should take every opportunity we have to be better. And like you said, it's not something we should do. I believe it's an obligation. Absolutely. There's, there's a phrase that I love to say because there's, there's so many people that over the last two and a half years, there's been huge life changes. People have upgraded their homes, downgraded their homes in size, right, based on if they're working from home, working remotely, changed jobs, moved out of state, completely uprooted their families and made these huge life decisions. And you can never truly enjoy the present unless you are truly happy with your presence. 100%. Yeah. So if we know that it's important to truly know we are maximizing every potential, our health, our wealth, our relationships, our personal, emotional health, our financial health, our businesses, we're making a difference in people's lives in whatever way that is. If you're a store clerk at the grocery store, put a smile on everybody's face that comes through your line. If you're a janitor, clean that stuff the best way possible, right? <laughs> yeah. Like d- whatever you do, whatever it is that you do, light up people around you. Yeah. Light them up, right? Because 
that is going to bring yourself that satisfaction and you're going to be significantly more happy with your own presence and be able to enjoy each moment thereafter. Yeah. And I think a big, another silver lining that we see that really goes in tune with what you're saying is that finding the presence, the, this moment right now, the power of now, it's super important to understand and embrace. And the pandemic forced a lot of people to realize like, man, life is happening now. Yes. Because exactly. our culture has really, you know, people get really fixated on the past and coulda, shoulda, would'ves and oh man, if I'd done this. And focusing on the past causes massive amounts of depression. Yep. Focusing too much on the future causes anxiety. And you're just, oh, what am I gonna do? What's gonna happen? This might happen, that might happen. You know what? Obviously, we need to learn from our past mistakes and we need to have a vision for the future, right? I'm not saying completely neglect those things, but you also have to be happy with who you are and what you're doing right now. And that's where it starts to come together for you. And if you wake up day in and day out and you drive to work and you sit in your office and you're feeling, oh man, this again, because guess what? I used to feel that as a cop regularly sitting in my patrol car. My department did 12 hour shifts. In downtown Seattle, you're dealing with homeless people, people addicted to drugs, petty theft. A dark energy is consuming you throughout your day. And if you're living a life where you're consumed by darkness or negativity, I'm telling you guys from personal experience, break that cycle, step outside, go do something that enriches your heart, something that's important to you. And it's not even a money thing. Obviously, we all need a certain amount to live. I'm not one of those people that's... that's Oh, I'm, I don't care about money. You yeah. have to care about money if Absolutely. you like your house, of course, right? Yeah. But equally as important to that is your own personal energy and, and the love that you feel inside of yourself. Yeah. And if you find a path that is rooted in passion and people and, and you're driven to do those things, what you're going to find is you can put that darkness in the rearview mirror and you can start to enjoy the present. Mm-hmm. And I've learned to enjoy the present over the last 24 months. And I've felt it again, like with my relationships, I felt it with my friends, I felt it with like our tribe of people that we've created. And what that does is when other people feel that energy, man, they're attracted to it and they see good happening. You don't have to try and sell good. Good sells itself. Preach. Yes. And when exactly. people see that and they feel that, man, they're like, man, I want to be part of that. Yeah. And I always say like my jujitsu academy, the culture that we've created, we have 185 students right now. When you walk upstairs... I don't take responsibility for that. I say, you know what? I set the tone, but then all these other people jumped on board and said, I like this. I want to be part of it too. And collectively, we've created an environment. I close gym or uh, practice ends at 730. I'm rarely locking the doors before 830 because everybody wants to spend an hour sharing their day, sharing their feelings, talking about things that are important. And once you find a spot where you found community that's rooted in people that are focused on sharing positive energy that's happening in the moment, there's nothing else like it. 100%. You guys, at the end of the day, this this is what it boils down to. We have a choice. Uh, looking back over the last couple of years, there are still some people living in this. And th- what it has conditioned so many people to do is live in a state of fear, live in a state of what's next, live in a state of what's going to happen next. And I love the analogy of a thermostat versus a thermometer because as a thermometer, you're going to walk into a room or a situation, you're going to take the temperature, and you're going to fall or rise to it. 
A thermostat sets the temperature. Mm-hmm. A thermostat says, we're going to rise it. We're going to heat this place up. We're going to put stuff on fire. You know, we're, we're going to rise this up. And even if you're currently a thermometer, get yourself around thermostats, positive thermostats. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, I know it's a, a kind of a weird metaphor, but it's like, Set the tone. You have the control to set the tone for other people, and they will join you. Good attracts good. That's yeah, right. and and you are the average of what you surround yourself with, right? So if you go in that room and the temperature is lo- a low vibration, like you have one of two options. Find a new room or take the opportunity, if you possess the power, to raise the vibration in that room yes. because people are starving for it. Okay. I didn't realize how bad people were starving for it until – over the last, you know, 24 months, I've had so many people pull me aside and be like, man, this is what I needed. Yeah. This is this is what I was looking for. I've had people come and visit our gym from Seattle and and move to Lake Stevens because they said, you know what? This group of people I need in my life. Think about that. You know, and, and, and for people that don't do um, martial arts or, or fitness activities, they may just think this This is kind of like, oh, you know, this is just this guy and he has a, gr- a room full of people that train. It's so much bigger than that. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a connection with humans. It's, it's spiritual. Yeah. And Unity. if you don't have that, I'm, I promise you, if you go try it, and it doesn't have to be jujitsu. It can be yoga. It can be CrossFit. But what it does have to be, it has to be something where you face adversity together. Love it. You yeah. know so we're we're gonna next move into becoming ungovernable. But first we gotta take a little break. Join back with us, Rachel Novak and Greg Anderson filling in for Becky Taylor in just a few minutes. My name is Marcus Vierta, and I manage a small business here in Whatcom County called Western Solar. Every day I see firsthand the impact good jobs have on the lives of people. Sharon Shoemake is an economist and a mom who brings practical, real life experience to the state senate. I became an economist to help people. Now I'm running for state senate to fix our broken housing market, create jobs, lower taxes on working people, and build an economy that works for everyone. Paid for by People for Sharon, Democrat. What makes your team look more professional and carry a bold statement that they're proud to work for your company? A crisp company logoed shirt or uniform from Bergen. Sun is shining and I feel so good. Whatcom County's local logo apparel experts. Bergen pairs their commitment to personal service with professional results, specializing in embroidery, heat application, screen printing, and all kinds of logoed promotional products. Your company apparel should reflect the standards of your business. And when your team wears Bergen's customized apparel, it will. Bergen's new owners understand the importance of your image. They go the extra mile to provide crisp logo apparel. They guarantee that the order will be completed on time to your specific specifications with a smile. Elevate your company brand with Bergen customized company apparel. From polos to sweatshirts, ball caps to bags and more, Bergen does it all. Give them a call to get a quote within 24 hours or stop by the showroom Monday through Thursday on Iron Gate in Bellingham and online at bergenembroidery.com. KPUG is the sports leader, bringing you complete coverage of the Seahawks, Mariners, Huskies, and our high school athletes. We put you in the stands of the biggest games, including the Super Bowl, the World Series, March Madness, and state championships. Plus, KPUG features the best in sports analysis and entertainment, from Dan Patrick and Jim Rome to Mike Greenberg and our own Mark Skolton. If it's happening in sports, it's on. KPUG 1170, 97.9 FM, KPUG 1170.com. 
morning and welcome back to Saturday Morning Live. This is Rachel Novak from the Novak team out of Everett. I happen to be Becky Taylor's daughter who usually runs this show. And I brought my good friend Greg Anderson on here. We are talking about essentially becoming ungovernable. We're talking about personal excellence. We're talking about pivoting after these last two uncertain, somewhat unconstitutional in ways, years. And I want to explore with Greg now, what does becoming ungovernable mean to you? Well, I think a big misconception that a lot of Americans, and myself included for a long time, believe is that this, the American government is here to serve them. You listen to the government, take their advice, do what they say, meet their expectations, and your life is going to work out. And I don't care what side of the political spectrum you're on. I think most Americans are coming to terms with the people that are in power are not there to serve you. They are there to serve themselves. When we have public officials that are their, their annual salary is less than what my gym makes, but they're buying $25 million mansions on, on the beach – we have to ask ourselves, what is going on? Because a public servant isn't supposed to be going into those positions for personal power, personal gain, personal wealth. They're, they're supposed to go into those positions to serve right. the American people. Exactly. And what we're finding is that's no longer the case. And if that's no longer the case, instead of putting all of our eggs in their basket and doing what they think is right and allowing yourself to live to their expectations, you know what? It's time to take a step back and say – I'm going to live and meet my expectations and I'm going to live a life that's enriching to me and I'm, and I'm going to do the things that serve me. And this is some, this is coming from someone that spent a decade in war from, from, from 20 to 29, I was deployed 14 times to the middle East. And, and you know, that was a lot of good life experience. It taught me a lot. But when I reflect on that, I realize I was serving a government and their mission and I was being fed propaganda. And what I found was, man, when I look back on that, I realize I was caught up in the machine of the United States government. Mm-hmm. And by breaking that cycle and saying, you know what? I'm not going to be governable anymore. I'm going to live life on my terms. I'm going to build my own wealth. I'm going to build my own health. I'm going to do the things that serve me. And obviously, we have to live a path that is morally and ethically correct. You know, like we do things that serve us while not doing a disservice to others. But it's not a hard path to figure out. And once I've realized, man, I'm going to build myself into a person that lives on my terms. And if anyone else doesn't like that, come and do something about it. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, obviously, Greg and I have been friends for a couple of years now. We've gone, we've created this tribe of people around us that, uh, you know, uh, we push each other. We love on each other. We have this great ability for accountability as well as, you know, being able to, to reminisce or commiserate, uh, depending on what the topic is. And becoming ungover- ungovernable, when, you know, Greg kind of first brought this out, uh, to me that really isn't – it's not about being unruly. It's not about being unlawful. It's not about being unneighborly even. But what it's really about, it is becoming so personally free and it's – you know, contributing to the greater good of so many people that you're not living in fear because the second, what, what the pandemic tried to do, what, what, you know, COVID tried to do was get people to live in fear because the more fearful you are, the more that you are likely to follow rules that are set in place and not think about whether or not they make sense, whether or not they're beneficial to your life and your family. And so becoming ungovernable is simply about being awake 
not woke, but awake <laughs> to the things that are happening around us and taking control over our personal excellence. It's so clear that they wanted people to be living in a state of fear. Right. And that's, to me, becoming ungovernable is the polar opposite of that. I'm not fearful of anything. I always say the U.S. government doesn't have the capacity to put fear in my heart yeah. because I came to terms with, with who I am and, and what was important to me as a young man and understand that sometimes putting your beliefs on the line, they do cost you your life. And I'm okay with that. That's been happening to human beings since the beginning of time. And if that ends up becoming my path, then so be it. But what it does is it allows you to live in a manner where you're free. And it's exactly like William Wallace said, you know, fight and you may die, run and you'll live for a while. Right. And think about that. Mm -hmm. That's why those words resonated so much with me as a little boy and still to this day. But I think it's clear that the government wants you in a state of fear. They want you emotionally compromised. They want you physically compromised. And once you can see them for what they are, then you know what? You can take a step back and be like, you know what? I'm going to become the opposite of that. And if you set that standard for yourself, your friends see it, your neighbors see it, and it builds them up. And then maybe one of them says, you know what? I'm going to start trying to pursue personal excellence. And then another person tries to start pursuing personal excellence. And collectively, our society can become so strong that we don't even need them to govern us anymore. Absolutely. So, Greg, you are a black belt in jiu-jitsu. You own your own company and business. You are inspiring hundreds, if not thousands, if not tens of thousands of people on all of your platforms. I'm getting 50,000 downloads a month. We'll just throw that out there. We're just going to say <laughs> almost hundreds of thousands of, of people. So what can us regular folks do, tactically speaking, to enrich our personal excellence and take those steps towards becoming even more ungovernable? Well, I mean, the reality is we're all the same. You know, it doesn't matter if you have 10 followers on Instagram or you have 90,000 followers on Instagram. Be authentic. Put your truth out there. Try and be the best version of yourself and don't be ashamed to share your wins. If you make a bunch of money on a cool real estate deal, there's no shame in that. You know, people will try and poo-poo on success and they'll try and act like, Oh, winning is bad, right? Or like, you know, if, if you're trying to get real lean, you'll have some people be like, oh, you, you know what, you're just, that's vanity. No, celebrate your wins. But more importantly, celebrate other people's wins. When you see other people that we're sharing time and space with, not only build yourself up, but build them up. That's part of the collectiveness of, of becoming ungovernable is not only celebrating your own wins and putting them out there for people to see, but doing the same for them. And what that does, it builds the mindset of abundance as opposed to the mindset of scarcity. And they want us in a, set, a, a mindset of scarcity. Absolutely, they do. Yeah, absolutely. So, Greg, what is the, your podcast name? How can people find you? Where, what platforms are you on? So my biggest platform is Instagram, and that's Granderson33. And my podcast is called The Endless Endeavor. But I will give the disclaimer out there. Do not play my podcasts in the car with your children. Yeah. There's a there's a yeah, a parental advisory warning on my podcast. Because uh, I don't I don't I don't speak so clean like I'm doing this morning. Yes, that's right, which I I really appreciate, as do our listeners, because a lot of them are probably listening to this with family members. And it's uh it's it's good. We're keeping we're keeping a whole thing this morning. Because <laughs> content can be solid without the emphasis, you know, of swearing that we like to do. But you know, if you listen to, to Becky Taylor's show, my mom's show, if you listen to this show, 
um, you're probably already awake. You're probably already aware of a lot of this government overreach and uh, find, trying to find ways to become ungovernable and even trying to figure out how to what that means in your personal life and what you can do. But guys, I, I want to give you hope. I want to give you inspiration. I want this to be a call to action to understand that there is hope for this country. There's hope for our local local districts, our local communities, but we hold the keys. Personal excellence is the ultimate rebellion and the way to become truly ungovernable. Now, we can't change anything over the last couple of years. We can't change people losing their jobs. We can't change even the, the people who did, it did affect their families and they lost loved ones. Nobody's denying that this happened. But what we are saying is we can take the best parts of it, the parts that were inspiring and life-changing and uh, trajectory-changing, and we can run with those things and focus on those as the victors and not the victims in this situation. And we can stop getting mad or upset at the other people, whatever side of the spectrum you're on. And we can say, what unites us? What brings us together? Because we can change everything that we do going forward, just like Greg has. He's changed his trajectory. He's changed the future for his girls. He's been able to acquire and work on properties and create opportunities for, for colleagues and for students and for so many people. He's, he's personally changed my, my stepdad's trajectory in his life. Mid-60s, late 60s, and he went to an event that Greg hosted, got into jiu-jitsu, is in the best shape of his life at 67 years old. This is, you're, it's not too late. This is not too late for you guys. Now, one other event that, that's happening on September 29th, it's a public safety forum, and a lot of the sheriffs from the entire Pacific Northwest are going to be meeting, and there's a panel that they're going to be talking about this. It's at Meridian High School from 7 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. on September 29th. Definitely look that up and join if that's something that you guys are really interested in. Now, Greg, are there any last final words, any words of inspiration that you want to just go out with a bang on this show today? I would just say take the reins on the aspects of life that you have control over. A lot of Americans put their life energy into hating Biden or hating Trump or fixating on Fox News or CNN. And really what you're doing is you're giving your life energy to aspects of the world that you don't have any say in to start with. So pull back from the stuff that you can't affect and put all of your life energy into the things that you can affect. And that's where you're going to really find massive change. Absolutely. You guys, what an incredible hour this has been. Again, this is Rachel Novak with the Novak Real Estate Team. My husband and I run a team out of Everett with Real Brokerage. Uh, My friend Greg and I have been talking about these subjects for the last two and a half years, really since this started and since you lost that, your job there. And it has been such an honor to be in here and in the studio and sharing with everybody today. So if I can leave you with one word, that word is going to be hope. That word is hope. You have the keys. You can bring hope to people around you. There's hope for you. There's hope for us. And there's hope for America. 